Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is every Monday. Welcome, Jordana and Paul. David at the helm. Thank you for joining us. Even if you wanted to roll over and pull the covers up this morning when you saw the grayness outside, it is... A good day to be alive. And Paul, we know that there are great, great problems in the world, but we are empathizing with people who just cannot get to spring today. I look, I I feel somehow personally responsible. It's uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. If enough people say you're to blame, you start to believe it after a while. But I look, I'm as disgusted, embarrassed, humiliated. Um, forlorn as everybody else uh this spring we we should be the average high now is 57 58 degrees lawns should be greening up right now i took the dog out for a walk a quick walk today and i did notice some daffodils coming up just Mm. some some little green sprouts it's like they're thinking about it it's like they rear their head and then they go maybe not maybe not Mm-hmm. So I know. I but, wish we could coax them out because we could use some color. I think if it wasn't so gray, people might feel better. But it's, you know, Minnesota in spring. And we are going to be talking about this later uh, throughout the show because in just a moment, uh, or the next segment, we're going to talk with Dr. Lori Watson. She usually talks to us about sex. So we love talking to her about that. But we're also going to talk about um, staying positive and some coping skills, um, having to deal with this extended winter, as it would be. And then the conversation is turning um, for spring sports. The Minnesota High School League is requesting that golf be considered a fall sport because they're missing so many games. And, Paul, tonight, my son's third baseball game, and also, one of the ultimate Frisbee, either the game or the practice, was canceled tonight. He goes, Mom, I feel like I'm never going to play baseball because it's the third game in a row. They haven't played a game yet. You know, the season just begun, and they have not played yet. Yeah, and I and some people say, hey, just get over it. And I, I, the voice of my late mother is in my ear saying, hey, don't complain about the things you can't change. And yet, True. it is. You know, we've been quarantined, some of us, for the better part of two years, and now we're being quarantined by the weather, and it's just, it's a its a multi-level crap sandwich between the virus yep. and then Ukraine, and now it's sort of the icing on this unpleasant cake, the fact that we just can't seem to lock in spring. It's not sticky. We get flashes of warmth and then nothing, and I'm curious... What kind of coping skills our listeners might have or not have? How are you, how are you getting through this uh, this weird spring, this March like April? How how are you? Boy, I you know, family helps. Being around family, seeing my kids helps, but um, it's it's still annoying. I when mm-hmm. the sun is out, I I you know that helps even if it's in the forties. So taking advantage of the sunshine, going for longer walks, 
Mm-hmm. And look, if you tell yourself you're miserable, you will be miserable. And so if you just keep saying, but we keep pushing gratification down the road. And I know DJ thinks we're, we're a state of big babies. Or he does. Or at least we're being babies about this. Right, DJ? Did right? You, big I girl mean, panty time? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of things to complain about in the world, and the weather doesn't need to be one. You weren't going to go outside anyway today, Paul. So it's still <laughs> I it's for a boat ride, 69 in your drowned. house, no matter what. I nearly drowned. You'll be able the to go cold, on your boat ride way. next weekend, and life goes on. You know, there's big problems. There's real problems in the world. We don't need to yeah. just cry in our soup. And if it was December and we had a day like this, we would all be giddy about the snow. So just pretend sure. it's December for two more days, and then, <laughs> and then in six weeks we're going to be complaining about it. It's too hot. So no, I, never suck it up. Get over. See, that's that's a good coping skill, though. When DJ says, yeah. um, it's it's perspective. Because if it were December, we'd all be doing a dance. So that's uh, certainly that's what I use. You know, I have much larger problems these days, health wise, and I think to myself every day, thank God. Thank God it's another day that I can feel good, another day that I can get outside. You know, it's not so oppressive that I can't be outside. And also, this too shall pass. You know, this is a temporary problem that we know there is an end to this. So keeping that in mind for me um, and, you know, I guess maybe my mind is occupied with other things these days. But but knowing that it's temporary is super helpful and and almost a week. I mean, a week, Paul, right? You said it's going to be gorge on on Saturday. Yeah, again, a a quick shot of spring. I think it's just the bargain that we make as Minnesotans is that we put up Mm -hmm. with the winters. People like DJ embrace the winters, and I guess he does. Mm -hmm. More power to you. But that's the bargain is that, you know, summers are amazing. And I think some people feel cheated and are concerned that this stunted spring might lead to, you know, a less than optimal summer, a cool, rainy, wet summer and there's no evidence of that but uh, anyway we need therapy we need group therapy Lori Watson is a professional PhD therapist and she's going to get us through these tough times when we come back next so we talked about coping skills yeah it's a gray day yeah this has gone on a little too long because it's April 18th and we are even in Minnesota friends we are used to a little relief by now. <laughs> a little sunshine, a couple of tulips, you know, something. <laughs> we're, we're used to that. Anything. So I under, I, I mean, I understand that, that folks are frustrated. You know, my, my son is frustrated. Like I said, his third baseball game got canceled for tonight. Um, his, his ultimate frisbee practice got canceled. It's, um, my, my youngest is frustrated that she still has to get bundled up to walk the dog. I, I get it. These are, I'm going to not first world problems, but these are minimal problems compared to what somebody else might be facing. Yet they're real. And if you woke up feeling blue or glum or bad, we get it. So we're here to do a little group therapy with you. Our own Dr. Lori Watson, fully licensed sex therapist, but also fully licensed psychotherapist, is joining us once again on the air. Lori, I'm, I'm so happy to have you back. Hey, Lori. Thank you. Thank you. I'm hoping to bring some sunshine. And we appreciate that. Now, I know you're on a coast, so you might feel a little more sunny, and hopefully the weather is better for you. But um, this seasonal affective disorder that should have ended a month ago is still hanging on. What do you recommend to people? Because this is something we can't control. Absolutely. 
there are so many things right now that we can't control, right? It's bad weather, bad news. We might be having just a bad day. Um, and it's, it's tough. Um, when the skies are gray and we continue to kind of feel that overall gloom, we gotta figure something out. So I, I think the first thing I want people to do is, you know, focus on maybe the personal positives. Like if your world is falling apart and things you can't control are going on, what about the things that are in your control? Like, you know, have you accomplished anything today? Sometimes just getting out of bed and getting dressed. That's an accomplishment. Or yeah. do you have people in your life that you're taking care of or that you love? I mean, I think sometimes when we can't control what's outside of us, keeping that focus close to home is really a way to inspire some hope. Fair. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. I I think the weather is just the last straw up here for a lot of folks mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. COVID and what's happening in Ukraine and just a general sense of malaise. I mean, you know, there there, there isn't much good news. At least the good news doesn't get the the publicity that the bad news news does right now. And so, yeah, I mean, okay. just, case in point with with our weather uh, my wife was out gardening in the snow. She just said, screw it. I'm going out. I don't care. <laughs> flurries or no flurries. I'm I'm gardening. And she was clipping the tops off our hydrangeas. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, you know, yesterday, Easter egg hunts, my, my two-year-old grandson running Aww. around in boots and, and heavy gloves and, and you know, making the best of it. He wasn't complaining. I, he doesn't know any better yet. But... Um, I just, when it comes to coping skills, you said something interesting that it, it's okay to feel the pain, right? I mean, you have to feel it first before you can get over it. Yeah, I mean, we we often kind of chafe at bad feelings and and at gloom, and that makes sense. We you know we don't want to necessarily give in and be depressed, but actually, if you will just sit, you know, maybe five minutes. Take a moment of stillness and go ahead and feel the feelings, all of them. Just let them come and let them pass through your body. Feelings change and they they pass through us. And it's really a way to kind of manage the stress instead of that fight response where we're just struggling. It's like, okay, I'm just going to be in it. I'm going to feel bad for a little bit. And the cool thing about it is really... um, you know, our gloomy, depressed, anxious feelings, all of those don't last forever. It's like a wave. I, I grew up on the coast of California, and we would, you know, the swell would come and you would go up, and then eventually you would come down and your feet would hit the sand and you were kind of standing again. And that's what we need to do with feelings is we need to ride them, and then we'll come on to relatively solid ground again. I, like I love that, that metaphor. That yeah. Yeah, works. isn't that great, Paul? Mm-hmm. That's that yeah. that was a great metaphor. I mean, and of course, we can use that for all things um in our life and any bad moment that we're having. And and the world is a challenging place these days. You know, we I I know so many people feel overwhelmed and helpless about the war in Ukraine. Um yes. you know, people are are having health challenges all over the place. People are having challenges with their kids. Uh, kids are super stressed out about getting into college and going, you know, this is the time of year when they have to all make decisions about mm-hmm. that. So there is um a, you know, there's just a, a lot of things to be uh concerned about yet Sometimes I feel, Lori, the focusing on the bigger ones helps alleviate 
the littler ones, as, as I said to Paul today, like it's gloomy out, but we're still here another day. We're, you know what I mean? We're, we're not in danger like we are in the Ukraine. It was about perspective, David said. Right. You know, and I, I think it is overwhelming to think about what's going on in the Ukraine. And I have a girlfriend mm-hmm. here and I'm just suggesting, you know, be the change that the world needs in your small corner of the world. And my girlfriend had, um, knowledge of a, of a Ukrainian refugee family who made it all the way to Raleigh, where I am. And mm. she figured out in one day how to completely furnish their apartment, clothe them, fill their kitchen with dishes and silverware, you know, down to the napkins. And then she had people sending her gift cards for them to Target and for groceries, wow. for everything they might I need. That. And it I think it made all of us feel like we were doing something because we so feel so helpless when there's these terrible things happening. So definitely take some action that is in your corner of the world that you can do or send resources to the, the organizations in the Ukraine that are helping yeah, people. Absolutely. Again, we're talking with Dr. Lori Watson. And uh, we sure appreciate her perspective today. Some of it is common sense, making sure you're getting enough sleep, although I know a lot of people who are not sleeping well uh, for a a long list of of good reasons. No news at bedtime, eat healthy, uh, exercise to get the stress out. And you also said um, now's the time to connect, right? And with the COVID restrictions, you know, easing, it's never been a better time to reach out to friends, to loved ones. That 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 should be everybody's coping skill right now, right? Absolutely. The science says that co-regulation is faster than self-regulation. That means that when we're together with somebody that we love or care about, we can get settled and comforted much faster than we can do it on our own. So, hmm. you know, call your loved ones, hug your partner, kiss your child, Go to the places of worship, wherever you do that. You know, just go play a game of indoor hoops with somebody or the knitting circle or, you know, share a a meal. You know, do something, but reach out. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Because we're we're all in this together. Don't be alone in it. Well I said. I love that. Very, very useful information as always. Lori Watson, her podcast is 4Play Radio. Uh, we love hearing your voice again. Stay well, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. You guys too. Take care. Thanks, Lori. When we get back, speaking of big world problems, our friend Joe Lindsley in Lviv. We know that there was a strike in Lviv. People were dead in his town. We want to check back in with him and make sure um, he's okay and get an update from Lviv next. We're We're back back and we have him. him. Joe Joe Lindsley Lindsley is joining us us now from from a bunker bunker in Lviv, Ukraine. And you can see him on Facebook, the WCCO Facebook, the WCCO Twitter, and also hear him live on the radio. Joe, thank God you're here. We were so worried when we heard about the the airstrike. 
Well, and we just finished moments ago. Uh, the air alarm just finished, so everything is all clear. Uh, but today there was a, obviously a heightened sense of alert uh, throughout the city. We had a few weeks of calm, uh, and at 8.30 this morning, uh, uh, it seemed that the Russians were targeting a central uh, junction near the Lviv railway station. This is where the supplies have been coming in, where refugees have been exiting, uh, where foreign soldiers have been coming in. It's a very crucial strategic point. And it seems that Ukrainian air defense did protect that point, but they, uh, the Russians uh, hit a building nearby, killing at least seven civilians and injuring uh, probably many more people, but several children at least were injured uh, today. This is the first time civilians in Lviv have been hit. Joe, what, obviously you're out and about. What precautions are you taking? What, what precautions are everyday Ukrainians taking to, to stay as safe as possible with the possibility of missiles raining down? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a human nature, I guess, and um, you get used to things. And I, even people, and my friends in Kharkiv, which has been pounded since moment one of the war, they still walk their dogs and go outside, sometimes even during the air alarm. There was a, uh, a video, uh, maybe you saw it, of a woman carrying groceries, and there was a, through the CCTV, you could see that missile hit on the block she was on, and she was somehow survived it. Uh, and so... Uh, people do get used to it. Uh, I think in Lviv today, the city was much quieter. Uh, the attacks this morning had people on alert. And uh, uh, today, right before this, I uh, joined you all. I was uh, in, in my normal office, which is upstairs, but we were getting uh, messages from, you know, well-placed sources saying, get, get to security now, uh, about 10 minutes before this call. And then about 10 minutes later, uh, the, the alarm went off. So, you know, today in Lviv, people are on high alert because it's something new for this city. Um, but but the, the thing to remember is that it's it, it's a game of surprise. And so and, and, and tonight, uh, the entire country of Ukraine was under air raid threat. Uh, it does seem that the Russians are at least trying to make people think they're preparing a new offensive, uh, uh, an offensive on Odessa. Uh, the city of Mariupol continues to suffer immensely. Um, and uh, it's yeah, we, 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 we live in a time of absolute uncertainty. Uh, we do know that there are strong air defenses here. You know, I went on Friday. I left Lviv for the first time since the war started. Uh, through our newsroom, uh, uh, Ukrainian Freedom News, and our website, LvivLab.com, we've been raising money like, for, to, to fund small batches for soldiers going to the front who are not getting what they need. They're not getting shoes and helmets. And I wanted to go on one of these supply runs. So I went with uh, one of our colleagues here, and I left the city. And the beautiful Ukrainian countryside I knew from before the war it still is beautiful in the castles and the hills and mountains, but there are barricades everywhere. And they're ready for, you know, they prepare themselves for a land, a land invasion. And it's, it's such a startling thing for me to see. Uh, we were able to deliver the supplies with no problem. But, uh, but it was, it was a, it's a reminder that this, you know, the, the reality for every single person in this country is something, you know, deeply uh, terrible every, every moment. Joe, how are you still able to get supplies? Are you running low? And then I want to ask about the morale, because things have changed a little bit with Mariupol looking dismal, this now attack on Lviv. So talk to us about supplies and then your psyche. Well, the supplies we see, you know, there is a global outpouring of support, but, you know, a lot of it goes to gigantic uh, charities and nonprofits. And we've seen that it doesn't reach, they don't, maybe this is one of the many lessons we learned in this war. It doesn't reach the people on the ground. Ukrainian democracy is very, uh, as you say, it's very horizontal. Ukrainians have networks and, and they communicate information very rapidly. So here in our office, through all of our contacts and colleagues, and I've been here for two years, every day we hear of needs of guys going to fight, 
who are ill-equipped. They don't even have appropriate shoes for, for combat. Uh, and so somewhere there's a disconnect between the global support. And that's one, we've made that one of our missions, sort of as activist journalists here, is to get these, uh, you know, from my contacts in America, to get people to support us. We have people who can bring supplies from anywhere in Europe. Uh, and that's why Lviv is important. Uh, it's a strategic, it is, it, it, right now it's the, the strategic heart. You know, it's, it's a way that the, the things that Ukrainians need, whether it's weapons, uh, which and th those are arriving uh, for, from Europe and from the U.S., or uh, helmets, uh, uh, food, socks, and sh uh, shoes for soldiers. Most of that comes through here. And that's why today, today's attack is something that people have feared for a while. Uh, Ukraine did a good job of defending. And, and so the, the air defense is, is a reason for people to be optimistic. Uh, but today, I would say the mood was the most similar it's been to to. There was, uh, I'd say, the, the first day of the war, which was like a, a, a punch to the gut. Um, but, uh, the, but, the, but the morale is no one wants, to, no one's thinking of giving up, and people are very proud of uh, the regiment in Mariupol that is standing up for that city. Um, uh, it's, it's terrible to consider, but I, but there's there's no one I know who is weakened in their resolve. Uh, in fact, every, as worse as it gets, the resolve strengthens, and and that's one thing that I've seen. It's a normal thing for conversations with friends here. You. you you, people do talk about, you know, hey, my emotions are not good today, and 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 then everyone helps each other, and and so people are very open about those conversations. Joe, tell us, remind us the best place from your vantage point. Where can people donate uh, to make sure that their money is going as far as it can go and helping the people of Ukraine today? Well, I mean, I would say we, for. We, we only take small batch donations. We don't want enormous ones. And so on our, if you go to our website, thevlab.com, we have a Telegram channel, Ukrainian Freedom Supply. And every morning uh, since last week, we are posting about 10 different categories of things we need, like 10 helmets, four walkie-talkies, very simple and direct. And people can uh, donate money if they go to thevlab.com, buy a Bitcoin or PayPal. And what we really like is when someone says, I want to buy the shoes or I want you know, to buy something specific, and then we will take pictures of those things being delivered. And, and so there's a personal connection so people can really feel, you know, that they are part of this because they are. And the soldier, you know, wearing those boots in combat instead of bad sneakers, uh, it's going to make a difference for him. Or having the right uh, red, a red, white light, flashlight, uh, uh, so the Russians can't see you. These things make people to really see, uh, see that impact. Joe, it's LavivLab.com. Our listeners are always asking how they can help and, and what a beautiful thing you're doing. So we want them to help. LavivLab.com. Uh, thank God you're safe. We're going to check back in with you a little bit later this week. But keep us posted on what you need, and we'll, be, we'll keep checking the Telegraph channel. Thank you, Joe. Hey, great. Thank you. And talk to you soon. Yes, you let's talk to you. Thank you. I'm in this commercial break, I'm going to go on and see what they need because yep. we need to help them. I agree. I agree. All right. We'll, we'll be right back. Paul and Jordana and DJ, it's Monday. It's the 18th day of fe what, what, February? What is, is it <laughs> no, it's not. That's fake I news. Know, it can't I be know. April the 18th. All right. Uh, one forecast I'm going to get right. The uh, extended outlook calls for road construction and Maxi grumbling about all the various projects out there. But, you know, the roads don't heal themselves. Somebody has to uh, go to work and, and fix our highways. And uh, apparently there's quite a priority list 
Mark Fry from the WCCO Newsroom joining us as he does several times every week. Mark, welcome back. Paul and Jordana, great to be with you. And I think it's only fitting on tax day that we talk road construction. I mean, they just go hand in hand, so why not talk both? They do. They do. And what's at (laughs) the top of the list? What's getting the most attention right now? So there's this uh, construction project MnDOT's doing on I-94 and I-35E right in downtown St. Paul. So anyone looking to go to a Saints game or a wild playoff game this uh, this summer, they're going to be greeted with road construction crews started Closing lanes today in both directions on I-94 between Marion Street and I-35E. That's right as you enter downtown. They're going to start shutting down ramps tomorrow, primary ramps into downtown St. Paul. So, uh, Paul and Jordana, a lot of, I think, worry out there for motorists who are thinking they're going to get stranded in traffic just because we've seen the traffic increase. I, I'm sure you both have noticed that out and about that oh, yeah. uh, people are out driving in, in full force now. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Uh, any advice? Any? How long is this going to last? Any advice for uh, for for commuters? And maybe things will be easy because people are commuting less. Yeah, right. And uh, so the first Fingers phase crossed. of this—it's uh, the final year of this second pro- of this project for mm-hmm. uh, this stretch near St. Paul. So it'll—the first phase goes through mid-May or through mid-summer. Then they'll finish it up in the fall. So I think right now for everybody, it's just be patient and keep your eyes on the road. I think I've, I drove up from Iowa yesterday and I can tell you how many people I saw texting and driving. It just, yes. that just drives me nuts. And I'm sure, yes. you know, everyone sees it every day. So, uh, just be patient and keep your eyes on the road, I think is the biggest, uh, biggest thing this summer if you're headed out and about. If, is it, is it impolite to honk the horn if, if somebody right next to you is, is texting while driving? I don't know. I, I've done I that a few so. times. Just I like, was actually on. on the phone with the state patrol a couple of weeks ago who said, if you see somebody driving, you know, re- dangerously, call 911. And I think a lot of people hesitate to call 911 because they don't want to waste people's time. But I was right. told by the Minnesota State Patrol, you know, that's what they're there for. So go ahead and dial. Just unbelievable. Make a citizen's arrest? No, that's probably a bad idea. Right. <laughs> Mark Fry, thank you so much. We appreciate the time, and I guess happy traveling. You're traveling around as a reporter, so we hope it's this construction season isn't too hard for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. I remember that, being a reporter. It was always, I mean, you had to count that in. You're trying, you're in a rush to get to a story, and you, traffic just does not... Uh, cooperate when you need to get to a story sometimes. So um, they do a great job even during construction season. Should golf be a fall sport? When you look outside and you think about the weather right now, you think uh, maybe it's not such a bad idea because our our falls seem to be terrific and our springs, you know, not so much. Yeah, there's there's an argument to be made and actually there's a weather argument, a weather angle to that hmm. as well. So I, I feel bad for all the kids and parents who are sort of on perpetual hold um, by this stunted spring, the, the reluctant spring of 22. But, um, you know, maybe you can turn a negative into a positive. We'll look into that next.